All right, Bartender Journey, episode number 14. How you doing, Vano? What's the word, man? What are we talking about today? Well, today, first of all, how are you, Vince? Long time um, to see you, I'm doing all right. Everything doing all right. cool? Spring allergies, a little, uh, feeling a little nasally still, but do I sound okay? Yeah, you feel like you fighting the dragon, man? How do I sound now? I right, sound man. good. All right, cool. Sound like you're the 70s uh, DJ. Very white. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, what I want to talk about uh, this week is acknowledgement and acknowledging the customer. Right. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, remember, we have an interview later on with Eric Tran, and yep. he's going to talk about social media, how it applies to bartending and stuff. Sorry, go ahead. So we're going to talk about acknowledging your customers. As soon as you, they approach the bar, you greet them as soon as possible. Right. I like to follow what I call the will philosophy. That's W-I-L. And what that means is you welcome them. You make them feel important. You make them feel like. All right. I've just something I've always done. And I, that formula, I apply it at all times to people that are just a meeting, you know, for the, for the first, first time. time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to regulars. Yep. And to regulars. And when you see a regular, you always greet them by their name. Yeah. And follow by the usual. Yeah. Hello, Jill. Hello, Sam. Would yep. you like the martini, whatever? Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah, it's in all the movies, you know, but it's it's there for a reason, you know. It's the it's the right thing to do. That's the way to do it. And another an important thing, if you're regular, you always want to make them shine. They hold mm. their bartender in high regard. Yeah. Okay. Now this is where it gets this is where it gets critical, and a good opportunity for you to make money. When you see a regular with a guest, with with family, right. yeah, on a date, yeah. That's your time to make them shine. Yeah. Okay. And you, what I call it is social proof. Mm-hmm. And social proof is kind of like how people see you is influenced by how other people see you. Hmm. So it's kind of like um, social proof. I'll give you an example. Like you ever see a long line to go into a club yeah. or a restaurant? Yeah. You're like, what's going on in there? Of course. Yeah. So my job. That's why they do it. <laughs> they my, make you wait just to bring in more customers. When this customer brings in this guest, my job is to make this customer the, the greatest thing yeah. in front of his or her date. Right. And what I do is I co-sign to their greatness. Yeah. I give like a testimonial of how good this person is. When I see them, I, I follow the will philosophy. Mm-hmm. I welcome them. I make them feel important. Mm-hmm. I make them feel liked. Mm. They walk away like, Wow. That's great. This was crucial and when I was a bartender in the club scene mm-hmm. when people brought in dates. Yeah, yeah. They were just blown away with it because they felt like they are the man. Yeah. Especially with a dude when he has a girl sure. and you make him feel important. Yeah. I'm the bartender. You know what I mean? It's different. They see you and they're like, wow, this guy knows the bartender. I'm making a big deal. I'm giving him the fist pump. Yeah. How's it going? I address him by his name. Yeah, that's You great. know, it goes back to remembering names and then I make his date. Mm-hmm. I'm very nice to this mm-hmm. date as and being a bartender, you you can get you, you you make people feel liked. Yeah. I make her like I know her. What are you drinking? What would you like? Blah blah sure, blah. Sure. So that's very she's, important. She's now your second best friend in the world next to him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> percent- and, and plus he's bringing he's bringing his date there. It, it was his decision to come to this particular place, right? He's been there before, she hasn't. If he wants more than anything to make it look like the greatest place in the world, hey, it was my idea to come here. Isn't this an awesome place? Yeah. Isn't this this is my friend Vano, awesome bartender? You know, welcome, yeah. welcome to this, to, exactly. this, to the scene, welcome to the uh, experience. Exactly. Like I said, the testimonial. Like you're, I'm, I'm giving you a live testimonial. So if you're on a date, and mm-hmm. here I am saying, it, Vince, Vince is a great guy. Yeah. You know, and this girl's like, holy cow. Yeah. But I'm really gonna do it in a correct way because I know you're gonna tip me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that's the point. Well, I may not know you're going to tip me, but I'm going to try to hook you up. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's very important. So the bartender is acting as the wingman in this scenario. Per, you know, perception is reality. Mm. 
Another thing we talk about this is remember details. Mm-hmm. That if the customer doesn't want any fruit in his drink mm. or doesn't want too much ice, right. that's how you get tips. Yeah. Remember that. Remember or maybe remember um, a conversation you had had previously, yeah. like ask, you know, so do you get your car fixed or whatever, you know, whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. You want yeah. to mean like you're, you're there for the long term. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm committed to you. How are you? You know, all that stuff. Mm. But like some people don't like, I remember making a uh, gin and tonic and, and the customer was mm. adamant, no, no fruit. Uh. One time I forgot. And the guy, I never forget the guy made such a big deal, but it's yeah. it, my bad. The right. guy didn't want any fruit. Right. Another thing that um, it kind of sucks and it happens, but, but it's, you know, when you first start, you really can't control it. Customers don't like to wait mm-hmm. and they get impatient. Yeah. And this can affect your tip and, and it will affect your tip big time in the beginning because the only way to improve this is is experience, and you got to mm-hmm. be behind a bar, and you got to experience that whole dynamic, and you got to just go through the, the channels. You got to take your lumps. Yeah. So just to, that's the tough part of bartending. You'll notice that people don't like to wait. You know. No, no, they don't like to wait. But remember, I told I told this story on the podcast before when I was in um, Vegas, and it was a super busy nightclub. I mean super super busy nightclub but this bartender a lot of times what we do sometimes when it's that busy like you don't even look up because you can't but actually that's the wrong thing to do because this guy had it going on like he knew where everybody was at the bar and even if he wasn't making your drink at that particular moment you felt like okay he knows that i'm here waiting he's doing his thing he's being friendly to everybody and he's he's in control, and I I don't feel ignored, you know. Yeah. Even though he's not, even though maybe I had to wait twenty minutes for him to make my drink, but I I never felt like he was ignoring me or didn't know I was there. Yeah, you know, and, that, was, and he had a sense of urgency, where mm-hmm. he you know, and that's hard to balance it, you know, like because he. But it, it and then well, urgency. I don't know if that's the right word because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't. He didn't seem frantic at wow, all. That's skill. If, that's know, a skilled bartender really so skilled you know to be able to i mean in the first three four years of my career i was i had that frantic look but i yeah. had a sense of urgency like wow this guy looks like he's gonna blow up but he's, yeah. he's gonna get to me I, you know i kind i'd rather give that perception versus yeah. okay i'll get to you when i get to you no. i'm gonna you know for me but what you described mm-hmm. that's a that's a major league bartender and that's he ultimately was. what you want to achieve you yeah know? Yeah. This is a this is a trick that I do. It's for someone that's indecisive, they don't know what they want, and they're on the fence. Especially me being a guy, I do this with girls all the time. Um, I will make a drink and name it after them. I do that too. You know, and what I'll do is, uh, and because where I work, it's great. You know, yeah. I do a lot of weddings, so all the time, I'm like I don't know what I want. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? What's your name, Becky? <laughs> all right, Becky. And what all I do is I take a martini glass, I chill it, I put water, ice. Mm-hmm. And then I make a Malibu Bay Breeze, and I and I spike it with peach snobs, uh-huh. and then I garnish it with a cherry and orange, and I call it a Becky. Yeah. And she's blown away. Yep. And not only that, I I get a friend. Yeah. Right, and I get tipped. Yeah. And she feels important. You know, it goes back to will welcome important mm-hmm. light. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I do that too. I but I I do it slightly differently. They're like, oh, I don't really know what I want. I say, I I got it. Here's a drink I invented. Um, and then, you know, like here, do you, do you like it? Oh yeah, this is great. What do you call it? I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for a name for this drink. What's your name? (laughs) And then before you know it, like the whole place is asking for the Stephanie. It happened one night, you know, we called it the Stephanie that night. I swear like 30% of the people in the room were drinking Stephanie's by the end of the night. The only drawback with that is that another girl is going to want drinks. Yeah, I know. So I mean, that's where you get creative. Yeah. That's, that's the bartender being creative. 
But um, you know, as a bartender, you got you're like an actor or an actress. You you know, you got you're given like this. Everything is cool. Yeah. You dig? Yeah. It's all cool. <laughs> right. That's what people want. It's the basic needs and wants mm. of bar. You know, like I'm gonna, you're gonna have a good time. So you're friendly. You're positive. You give a positive atmosphere for your customers to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Smile and nod to new customers. Smile and nod. Nod. I mean, you talk about icon. People like that. I see you. I'm gonna get you. If you don't acknowledge a customer, that pisses them off, mm-hmm. and it can reflect the tips. If you're really busy, just smile and nod. Right. Always look alert. Look for the next customer. That's one thing I learned. Always yeah. look alert because you know there's no there's no law and order when you're when you're in no. a bar. No. There's no line. No. So you got to serve everyone, and you got to get everyone's attention. And some people take they get very offended. Yeah. And they will either not I come back. First. Yeah. So you have to roll with that. Um, keep your area clean in your bar. Yeah. And then you know you you learn that as you go when you work in in real time, you know, as a bartender. But that's very important. And you know, we talk about this. You got to find your flair as a bartender. Mm-hmm. You know, like my thing is, uh, I'll do voices. Yeah, I can, you know, I just have, I know. I keep telling you, do more. You know, the show, like I, funny. I, shit, man. <laughs> and guess when you're that crazy, like my flair is just being fucking nuts. Yeah. And I'll do like, like I love Scarface. Yeah. But I'll quote shit from Scarface yeah. that people don't quote. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? What was the thing you always used to say to me? Like, I know I'm like good fellas, but like, like I'll be. I get like people like when they're like having a good time and everybody's you know just feeling it. You got a crowd of people, and I'll be like, fly pelican, fly. Like, you know, I'll do that bit, or I'll do like I told you to say when a sanitarium, not sanitation, and people bug out like because yeah. you're like yo, because you know, and I'll just like do. Shit like that i learn uh phrases in different languages oh yeah you know like if someone's from russia i'll be like Privet, the minia savultovano wow you know like or just like in japanese kanichiwa you know i just try to you know just awesome. i'd be different you make me a uh, sheet of those so i can study yeah them. i mean but it, it, it gets tips you know yeah, so and i always talk my flair is my personality yeah. you know what i mean I, i'm clumsy i can't flip bottles and shit i just can't do it <laughs> yeah you know, but it's just you got to give that customer the crazy experience. I've, I sometimes I got out of hand where, where the owner is like, you got to relax. <laughs> yeah. Stop fucking going nuts. I see that money. I'm like a machine. I'm like, all right, boom. What about yeah. this? Yeah, you're like the monkey. You keep putting a dime in or a quarter in and uh, you're going to keep performing, right? Once the, once the quarter stop coming, you're off. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about, like, you know, and I use this line all the time. And I we said it in the previous past podcast past shows but i i forget sometimes like my i, I you're loud I, you're italian you know <laughs> it's cool but no i mean like fucking the drinks come up i, I just like listen ma'am sir my add kicked in that line right there my oh, add yeah. kicked in i fucking get laughs all the time and it's funny and you just you sit back and you just watch people slowly break down their defenses mm. when they're drinking, man. Mm. And it's just great. And you know, when we talked about social intelligence, you just pick up on that. And that's where you just you're just coming in like a bird, like an eagle, and you just <laughs> come in and you're like, All right, make them laugh, you know? So you know, you gotta find your you find your flair, you know, be creative, tell jokes, yeah. be careful of jokes you yeah. tell, know your audience, yeah. magic tricks. I mean, you do this when it's not busy. Yeah. You know, don't start pulling rabbits out of a fucking hat when, you, when you're 5D. But, you know, no. you've got to set yourself 
apart from the other bartenders. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and you could do it even when you are busy. To, you know, to use a funny voice doesn't take any more time, you know? And you, sometimes yeah. when you're that busy, you're, like, focused on what you're doing. But if you can do both at the same time, man, you're, you're, you're golden. Yeah. No, another thing that's really pissing me off more than ever, and I see it constantly, is uh, I just see empty suit bartenders, man, mm. straight up. I yeah. go out. It's just like... Um, no personality. Right? It, it, Fucking personality is it's an art form now. Yeah. I mean, if you have a personality, you're gonna stand out because what's what I see more than ever now texting. Yeah, I'm behind right I'm behind the bar, and I I get it. Like you know, yeah. you need your phone. You, maybe if you you got you got you want to know all your kids are or whatever, but the constant texting when I'm ordering a I drink. Know. I know. I don't blame the bartenders. I blame the owners because they should not allow that shit. I know. I, I mean, know. I see it constantly, and it's just like, it's like you're doing me a favor by serving me. Right. And you expect a tip. It's just, I see... Unless you're doing it to bring customers into the bar, either text or social networking. I think that's the wave of the future, man. Bringing in your own customers, being your being a promoter for your bar, that's how you're going to make more tips. That's how you're going to... The owner of the place is going to make more money. And it's how... Uh, it's going to kind of put the bartender in charge if he's the one bringing a lot of customers in. You know, he can kind of write his own ticket. So this would be a good time to get Eric on the line. And I've got him almost ready to go here. And he's de- he's starting up a business that's dealing exactly with what I was just talking about, bartenders and social media. Eric. Yo. Eric, what's up? It's Vano. Hey, Vano. How's it going? What's the word, man? Sorry about last week. That's I'm kind of scattered brain sometimes. It's all good. <laughs> my birthday occurred, and I didn't even know it was my birthday <laughs> until my Mac said, Today it's Eric Tran's birthday. You know, <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, that's that's my birthday." Wow, that's a focused individual. I know you just get into this like zone, and you know. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Honored to be here. Quick introduction: Eric's been a bartender in Las Vegas nightclubs as well as other places, and now he's starting up a website, or not just a website, but um, a whole business about social networking for bartenders. Yep, an online startup. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience working in nightclubs? There's so much crazy stuff on your blog that's really uh, amazing. And you set the record for the most bottles selling. Ex- yes. Explain how you did that. And these bottles range from 300 to $1,000. Yeah, so I, when I got there, um, they were six months into their, op- into their opening. So it was still very hot and very busy every weekend. And uh, I had to fight my way up because the first day that I bartended, um, I like I was training and I I pulled my back or something like that. So the doctor gave me oxycodone. Oh and I didn't and I didn't know what that was. I was uh. like, oh, painkiller. So I took some and I was like, whoa! I couldn't think straight. I was dizzy. <laughs> and, and the and the owner put me on point. So uh, and then all these football players like and they would just like come behind the bar and you know. I want shots for all these girls. There's like 10 girls in front of me. <laughs> wow. And I, was, and I don't watch much football, so I was like, who's this guy coming behind the bar? Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to push him out of the way <clears throat> or something. <laughs> you know how bartenders are when just someone jumps behind, gets in your bar. <clears throat> um, but then the owner's like, hey, who's this guy? He's like, he's a football player. I'm like, okay. Yeah, then that first night I, I got killed. And uh, so all, everyone in the owners you know, thought, oh, maybe, maybe we, he sucks. Maybe... You know, it's not that good. So they put me all the way, you know, at the worst place in the bar, you know, mm-hmm. least busy. And uh, I had to fight my way up. And it was a spot where, like, no one can really see you in the bars. And it's the way they were ran. Everyone made their own tips. We didn't pull tips. Right. And um, they, our performance was judged based on our sales. 
So uh, one thing I noticed was that like on the bars, they didn't put any of the uh, the menus for the bottles. Right. So I'm like, hmm, I'll take one of these menus and put it right in front of me. So it just started that these guys would say, oh, you guys sell bottles here? I can buy a bottle at the bar? It's like, yeah, definitely. And I would have guys say, hey, I need three bottles of Moe. And they would easily throw down like $2,000 and tip like 500 to $1,000 on top of that. Wow. Wow. Holy I was like, shit. So here you are at the least busy bar, but making uh, what they thought would be the least busy and uh, the worst spot, and you're making the most money. And you used ingenuity. Just here's an idea. And I mean, that's amazing, man. And I remembered their names too. There like the go. next weekend they would come back, I would say, hey, Brian, what's up? Yeah, wow. yeah. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, we were just talking about that. I read on the, uh, your blog that you rang the highest and set the records for sales and tips. Right, and one of the most, yes. and you worked alone, and you were up against people that had that had a four squad, four man squad, and you were solo dolo, and you were able to yeah. do this. You were you were in the sidebar, and you beat the competition in the main bar. Break that down for the people, man. So I really focused on speed because um, I guess in the night, you know, in the nightlife like clubs, that's their revenue models is volume. I how I sold. The most was basically just being fast and being efficient. And I treated bartending as a skill set, as an athletic skill set, like playing basketball, for instance. So you're, you mentally kind of check out and your body goes into automatic and you just start moving. Everything happens all by itself. As like Bruce Lee says, it hits all by itself. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about that in the past, too. You could call it muscle memory is another word for it. And uh, but a big part of that is just knowing where everything is and setting up your bar exactly the same way every single time I think is really important. Yes. You uh, broke it down big time about working at this club that blew me away, which I, you know, my first gig was at, at a nightclub. And um, when you, you know, how you described throwing them into the, throwing them into the wolves and how a person is fired yeah. if they're fast and, you know, no complaints yeah. and your sales have to be high and, the way you just break it down, like yeah, like your your competition is a Playboy model, and how hard yeah. that is if you're a dude, you got to compete yeah. against that. I mean, it's it's just amazing. Yeah, that's the real what we have to deal with. It's the trenches out there. It's war. <laughs> that's major league bartending at that level. I mean, yeah, I'm a big nerd too, so I feel like if I can make it in a bartending <laughs> world, no one thought I could be a bartender. They're like, Eric, you're such a nerd. Even like the people I worked it with, the Playboy models, they'd be like. Eric, you talk very polite and formal. That I really like that about you, Eric. You're like, I'm thinking, you just think I talk like a nerd. <laughs> and uh, your closing sales, like, talk about the pressure of that, like, how your that your your worth is measured on, on what you f you finally ring, and how you're compared to everyone. I mean, you you said it was like a uh, healthy competition between yeah. your coworkers. Like, what did you ring? What were your sales? A big, uh, what'd you say? Big pissing contest. Yeah, everyone. It seems like. Every club you work at, at the end of the night, bartenders are always asking, hey, what's your sales? And when I remember, I was like, when I first, my first club in Dallas I worked with, and I'd asked the guy who, who kind of took me under his wing, he was my mentor, he taught me how to bartend in a fast environment. I was like, why does everyone ask what your sales are? He's like, it's a big pissing contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, everybody's there to make money, right? The club's there to make money, and the bartenders are everybody's there to make money. <laughs> and that picture you had, where you <laughs> on your blog, where meet your competition, gentlemen, and this hot girl, man, it's just it's so true. It's true, they have an edge. <laughs> yeah, they do. They have an advantage. They don't even have to like work as hard. Sometimes they just look there, look pretty, and then guys just like swarm at them, and they just. You want to buy a drink? Sure. <laughs> well, talking about increasing your sales, we uh, we had a conversation on the phone last week, and uh, I'm interested to hear more about your uh, take on how social media is now a big part of bartending. That's kind of like one of the main aspects of my startup called MyBartender.is, so my, my, my Bartender Is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the nightlife, Wherever, whenever you go out, it always seems like everyone's saying, "Who's your bartender?" And you know, my bartender's Jill. You know, my tab's open. Order a drink. Mm. And uh, I view, you know, bartender. I'm sure as a bartender, it's very entrepreneurial. It, you know, there's all the traits of entrepreneurism yes. are in bartending. I agree. Yeah, you make what two fifteen an hour at most places, and it's, if lucky, they pay you like seven ten dollars an hour if it's kind of more established place. Yeah. More high end, but all the bartending places I worked at it was two fifteen an hour, and you don't make anything off of that. So it's up to you to make all the money. Yeah, so it's your performance, um, how fast you are, or how if you, or how personable you are, um, whatever your strengths are, you work on that. As a bartender, since it's very entrepreneurial, you have to do things that consider it as a business, like. You know, your station is your money maker. Right. You know, your your icebox, your supplies, your inventory. And then beyond that is, you know, all businesses have to market. Um, you, you know, like when you build an app, have users. No matter how good the app is, you have to acquire users and let people know, hey, this is an awesome app. Right. You know, it'll help you be more productive, for example. Um, as a bartender, how the nightlife is structured, I see it, is that, you have an owner of a club, and then you have the DJs, and then you have the promoters, and then you have the bartenders, barbacks, porters, cocktail waitresses, security, and door guy. When I, the club that I worked with in DC, this is like when Facebook started um, getting more popular, you know, around 2009. And um, he was like, he made all the bartenders, he asked all the bartenders that every time we clock in, we update our Facebook status. Wow. But he couldn't, he couldn't enforce that, right? Because no one really, really understood social media and its marketing potential at that time. So now what, we're, now what I'm seeing is that now a lot of places, you know, like I, I spoke to um, Brian on Twitter. He's like, yeah, I make all my bartenders. You know, when I own my bar, I make all my bartenders, you know, Twitter and tweet and all that stuff. And promoters are kind of a, how do you guys view performers? I view them as like kind of like a, they're outsourced. They're basically outsourced marketing. Well, yeah, they're they're there to market the club, but really, I mean, they're there to make money for themselves. <laughs> you know, right? Exactly. Their incentive isn't quite aligned with right. um, a club owner, and they could leave. Like, if you know, you hire them, and they will say, "Okay, I'll promote for the next four weeks, and I'll bring in 500 people every weekend." Right. But you know, after the first weekend, he has to deliver. The club owner doesn't know how good this. Promoters and I asked the owner, I was like, "How do you guys hire promoters?" And, and he goes, and he said, "Do you guys just look at his Facebook page and look at all the pictures and how many friends he has?" He's like, "Basically." I was like, "Wow." <laughs> mm-hmm. 
they don't know what will happen. You know, they like a promoter could leave for the next hottest nightclub that opens up next door. Right. And um, then they're left for the next three weeks trying to fill, I mean, the next three weekends trying to fill it up with a promoter. And you don't know if you can find one that's good or even has, that has a performance track record to bring in 500 people to fill in your club. So one of the, that's one of the uh, problems we're attacking, you know, we're attacking. The solution to one of this, you know, one of the main problems in this, in the nightlife industry is that, you know, why is, why does a club owner market? Why do they, why do they hire a third party? Why do they outsource it mm-hmm. in the marketing? Why do they do that? And, I, and when I was bartending, I asked promoters, how do you guys market? And the reaction I got was they would just snub, completely snub me. They wouldn't tell me anything. The promoters <laughs> so, would? You mean the promoters? Yeah, the promoters. Okay. I asked the promoters, like, how do you guys bring in all these people every right. weekend? I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, I, the reaction I got was always they would snub me. Yeah, I've had that experience too. I'm like, how? You do, you do too? Yep, exactly the same experience. So what's your solution for this? How are you going to put the power in the bartender's hands? So I came to um, understand that basically knowledge, like how to bring in people, knowledge is a commodity. Mm-hmm. And when you have that knowledge and that skill set, that's what makes a promoter a promoter. You know, at first it was purchasing of flyers right. or radio ads. Uh, but, you know, things change. No one, they don't use that to uh, promote a club. You know, with social media is how they promote a club. Mm-hmm. They use Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. So that's what separates a promoter from a bartender. That's the mainly the big difference. But they don't, a uh, promoter doesn't have to have a, any skill set. They don't know how to make drinks. They don't know how to, you know, mix tracks. I know. They could it's like, what, a, is, what is your job exactly? <laughs> yeah, they're just a person that's popular, you know, in right. their local town. Right. And they have a large network. And then I asked, like, why doesn't a bartender do this then? <laughs> mm. So bartenders naturally, when you bartend, you naturally build up your network. Like, you know, I saw my, when I started bartending in D.C., I got on, I started, created my Facebook page. And, uh, you know, as soon as I did that, like, I saw my network grow because I was meeting so many people all the time. Mm-hmm. And making friends. The difference between a bartender and a promoter is that a bartender doesn't understand well, most of them that I, you know that I worked with. They didn't understand technology and social media and, and stuff like that. They didn't understand how about this. Yeah. When I was bartending, I would take a picture at the club, right? And I'd say it's busy, and I update my Facebook status, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, no one else did it that I worked with, and I just wanted to see what happened. What had happened? Yeah. And the owner was very positive to that. You know, he'd be like traveling somewhere, like it's busy at my club. Come out, <laughs> and um, but I didn't really understand social media at that time. I thought it was more for just chatting online. Actually, it's designed for a marketing tool and to disrupt the whole marketing industry. Oh, that's what it's evolved to be, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, I'm starting to see DJs who are you know utilizing this. You know, like they say, any DJ who doesn't have a SoundCloud account isn't taken seriously by the club owner, you know, as a serious DJ. <laughs> so that's my idea is, you know, we're building a online platform to, uh, to just basically give the tools to bartenders to do all of this. Cool. So give us the details about where people can find out more information about what you're doing. Mybartender.is. We want to give, you know, bartenders, you know, the tools, the technology they need and um, help them to uh, make more money and power their, their career. Well, I want that. Yeah, definitely. I'm in when it starts. Eric, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to us. And, Thanks. Uh, we wish you best Appreciate of luck with that. It. And we want to. We, I want to be involved. 
<laughs> I want to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, hopefully, we, you know, you guys will want to get involved with the website. Yeah. <laughs> and join. Definitely. Anyone can join. Any bartender can join the website. It'll, it'll look kind of look like Tumblr. Wow. Cool. Do you want to give uh, any contact information in case people want to get it, um, more information from you or get in contact with you for whatever reason? Either Twitter or email if you like. Up to you. Um, yeah, my Twitter is Eric Vutran underscore. Uh, my Instagram is Eric Vutran. My blog site is Eric Vutran. I pretty try to keep it simple. My Facebook, all my contacts are on my blog. Uh, my Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Eric Vutran. Very cool. We thank you again, man. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. All bartenders, all right. please connect with my bartender is. We're trying to create something awesome. Recognize. All right. So that's our new friend, Eric. And uh, what do you think of that? Uh, I think this guy's a great bartender, insightful. I recommend checking out his blog. Yeah. Could help you so out. He's a smart dude. And uh, I think what he's on to, like what yeah. he wants to start out, I mean, I to me, I just think it's like it's the future. I think it's it's going to really uh, step up bartending. Where well, it, I think I think it's awesome that it's going to put the power in the hands of the bartender. I mean, yeah. well, it's up to you to, to make your own luck, you know, yeah. but if you can if you can make the power and then, then you got the power to bring the customers in, you're making more income for yourself, you're yeah. making more income for the owners, and uh, then you're writing your own ticket, man. And if you want to go somewhere else where it's busier... Hey man, I got it. Yeah. yeah, and the bar, the owner's gonna try to keep you there. So hey, now you're making your own destiny. So anyway, check out Eric's sites, and um, we're looking forward to getting being a part of it. And uh, we'll say goodbye. We're out of time here, so we're gonna say goodbye now. So remember, you can always reach me at vince.bartender at gmail.com, or please follow me on Twitter, Barkeep Tips. And also, please, please, please remember to give us the five stars on iTunes. We need your help with this. And we it's need like some a tip comments. when you give us a... Uh... Exactly. <laughs> hey, we're doing this for you. We're do- we have fun doing it, but uh, we're doing it for the bartending community, right? It, so man. we're all in this together. It's, you know what? Our contribution, we're, yeah. we're contributing to society to bartend. Yes. Here's to bartending. Cheers. Oh, I have a new thing. I'm on Instagram now. Vince Bartender, no dot. They don't let you have a dot, so I couldn't make it the same as my email address. But it's Vince Bartender on Instagram. So I'll put you know pictures up when we go out in Manhattan or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I haven't put much on it yet, but I'm working on it. Social media. It's the wave of the future, right? Like Eric said. You can reach me at uh, bartender2222 at gmail.com. And you can uh, reach me at Twitter at Vance Vano. And that's it, folks. All right. Goodbye. Peace.